every time you're talking to your wife or your husband, telling them about your perspective is not helpful for you understanding them. One of the greatest tools practically that we have to love our wives, and we can land on this because this is a big one. If there is a practical tool that we can use to deepen relationship with our spouse and with our kids, it's asking questions. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Before I introduce Robbie Angle, I would like to remind you of our Thanksgiving broadcast. And I am hoping that you will send in a clip of your favorite memory. It can be funny. It can be sensitive. It can be what you're thankful for. It can be whatever you want it to be. For every usable clip that I receive, I'm going to send you your choice of four hardcover picture books. For every entry, even from the same family, every person gets their book for every usable clip that I receive. So you can check out the show notes and find out when, where, how, and why to send your clip. And I look forward to receiving that and sending you your book. And now let's turn to this morning's podcast, where we have Robbie Angle completing his third and final in the series of Ditch the Mask and Trust Instead. Here he is going to wrap up the series with more practical tips, and he's going to talk about spiritual healthiness. And he's going to talk about authentic leadership as parents, as leaders of people in just a variety of ways. And he's going to talk about how we understand our kids and how we understand our spouses. It has been so valuable, and this one is a good one also. So let's turn right in now to hear Robbie and ditch the mask, trust instead. Let's get back to parents for just a minute. What do you think are the biggest priorities that parents, if it's not in their life right now, that they should make sure is in their life with their spouse? One would be vulnerability and asking for forgiveness. What just came to my mind in doing that is the same for parenting and marriage. And I think it's a practical question that I have thought about more than any other question as a test, a bearing, a reset of how I'm doing in my marriage and how I'm doing as a parent. And the question is, do I know, do I know and care for my wife's heart in this season? Mm. Where she comes alive, where her passions are, do I know what those are? And am I stoking that passion, that care for her heart? Is it gardening? Is it solitude? Is it music? Is it rest? Is it scripture? Is it family time? Is it traveling? Is it just watching a show with me? Do I know what helps her heart come alive? And am I serving that, helping that, investing in that, regardless of if I don't want to spend another 200 bucks on 
gardening materials that will produce two strawberries. Who cares? Do I know her heart, where she comes alive, and am I investing in it? And I think the same is for my kids. With my eight kids, am I present enough and intentional enough to know their hearts, what they're passionate about, thinking about, interested in, and am I encouraging that, engaging with them in that? And yeah, that came to mind. And the second practical thing is, I was talking to my one of my best friends, Binge, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, man, I've got to do a better job prioritizing Emily because we have eight kids, all 12 to four, eight and eight years. Wow, wow. And so, Any and of them twins? Two sets. Two sets twins, of twins. And, yeah. None adopted. Or Five some adopted. adopted, three bio. Wow, wow. Yep, all private placement, domestic adoptions. and Oh, um, and what so, a wonderful family you have. It's pretty fun. Our dance parties are off the chain, Lori. We, uh, <laughs> yes. we listen to some good stuff down in Atlanta. We got some some good hip hop and our dance parties are awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was talking to Benj and, you know, I've got eight squeaky wheels who are always needing stuff. I'm struggling to prioritize and pursue Emily because she's so easy and healthy and our marriage is great. And so with eight other squeaky wheels, it's easy to let that cruise for too long without intentionality and pursuit because mm -hmm. I'm putting out fires over there. And I said, I got to do a better job at that. And he goes, well, it's easy. He's like, you know, there's one answer to whether you're going to do this or not. And I was like, no, just tell me. He said, <laughs> is it on your calendar? Yeah. So is it on my calendar? You know, it, I want to, I want to like have a deeper relationship with God. All right, cool. Like any other relationship, is it on my calendar? Am I prioritizing the sunk cost, the, the time the, to spend with my wife? I want a good relationship. I want a good marriage. Well, does my calendar reflect that or does it reflect a priority elsewhere? From money to provision to job to success to hobbies to selfishness looking like relaxation of I deserve to do this or that. Um, yeah, so is it on the calendar? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Uh, off the record, I can throw anything at you and you just have an answer. It's so great. Let's go. Leave that I on the record. Interview. I appreciate that affirmation. I mean, I make up half of what I say, Lori. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love that. I, I love it. It's. I mean, it's. this is so fun. It's like, okay, now I'm not even insecure about my questions. <laughs> questions are great. Okay, we've talked a lot about spiritual theology and all, which I absolutely love because that's from where we operate. But so now, how can we foster the spiritual healthiness in our household as parents and spouses? Yeah, I think in my own life spiritually as well, it's kind of the same of, am I healthy in my relationship with God and, and marriage. And that will be the healthy spiritual thing. I, I think, and I, and I say that to say a lot of dads have spiritual shame. A lot of dads have this thing that we're supposed to be the spiritual leader in the house, right? Mm -hmm. So we carry this expectation on ourselves that we need to be having family devos every night. And if not, we're not the spiritual leader. And wives have this pressure that their husband's supposed to be the spiritual leader. What does that mean? Like scripturally, what it means, just to put language on it, is not that I'm, I have more Bible verses on my wall and I'm like 
uh, having more devos than the next guy because that's what we can control which Mm -hmm. makes us go to that and feel like we checked a box for spiritual leadership and it's like this weird shame pressure that like i want to free anybody listening to this of like no you're free from that what spiritual leadership looks like are you trying to outserve and outlove your wife like as Christ did for the church to die for, sacrifice for, be aware of their needs, treat others as you would want to be treated. If you are loving your wife, you are the spiritual leader in the home by sacrificially pursuing her and loving her. And guess what? That's how you lead your family spiritually, not by quoting, reading, doing some new tip or trick devotional. And I might be saying this because I don't do well at those. I don't know. But y'all can listen to it if this is valid or not. But I've seen all the stuff and I just want to free us from this like should, could, expectation. I've tried all kinds of those tips and tricks and all. I mean, the best thing we did was just sit down and watch The Chosen. Let them stay up past their bedtime to watch The Chosen with us. And that's the easiest low-hanging fruit practically to incorporate uh ways of following Jesus and kingdom thinking into your family. But again, it it could do more harm than good if you prematurely try to incorporate spiritual stuff into your lives because they see you all the time. And if it's not authentic, an actual relationship that you love God with the Holy Spirit in you or part of kingdom work, it could actually do more harm to incorporate some kind of Bible study or devotional at dinner because it'll feel disingenuous and push them away from this this dance, this pose that you feel pressured to do because some pastor said, like, you need to be the spiritual leader. And by the way, I pray with my wife every night for two hours. No, like no one does that. Awesome if they do. But uh, whatever those expectations are, I just want to free you from it. Love God, yeah. love your wife. And that is how you will spiritually lead your homes. Yeah, that's really good. And kind of a rant. I got fired up about that one, Lori. That was from, I, I didn't know that was coming. I got some kind of issue there you can unpack for me after we stop recording this. I'm going to be your psychologist. That's right. <laughs> okay. I like this one. How can parents approach being really cohesive and having good teamwork in raising their kids? Because so often you hear stories about child going to one parent and and parents said no, so they go to the other one, and they said yes, and then suddenly we've got this conflict between the parents. Yeah, some kids are better at that than others, too, man. Out of eight, <laughs> Valor is wearing us. He's my six-and-a-half-year-old. That kid is strategic, man. He is. He will play the system. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a tension to manage, not a problem to solve, to quote mm-hmm. Andy Stanley. Uh, kids will do that just like I will do that in different environments because that's just strategic and appreciate their intentionality and street smarts to be able to do that. So they'll uh, use that somewhere to their benefit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) That'll turn into a successful something in their future. (laughs) But I think, um, again, that's a symptom, not a source. The source is, are we prioritizing time to be on the same page to minimize those gaps in perspectives mm-hmm. thinking, are we trying to understand our spouse's perspective or are we trying to make our point? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if we spent more time going, okay, I disagree with this approach. Let me ask you some questions to try to understand why you think the way you do. We need to do that with politics. We need to do that with Every area of disagreement as we are Mm -hmm. called to unity in the body of Christ. 
but we can start that practice of humility by asking questions, thoughtful questions to understand. The more we do that in any area of disagreement, the smaller the gap will be on the big stuff. The little stuff of whether they can have five or ten dollars to go to the movie and that they try to get between, you know, that that that's minor stuff and you'll figure that out. And you probably won't figure it out because that's just what kids do for millennial. Yeah. So yeah. I like what you said about spending a lot of time with your spouse to be able to be on the same page. So when the things come up, you're ready for them. And you every time you're talking to your wife or your husband, telling them about your perspective is not helpful for you understanding them. One of the greatest tools practically that we have to love our wives, and we can land on this because this is a big one. If there is a practical tool that we can use to deepen relationship with our spouse and with our kids, it's asking questions. Mm -hmm. How much are you talking at them? How much are you convincing them to your spouse or your kids about something versus how much time are you spending asking questions? Jesus was the master relational discipler, mm -hmm. lover of people. And mm -hmm. he asked questions all the time to people's annoyance and the Pharisees annoyance who were used to telling and preaching at people for a profession. And you look at the gap and the difference and yeah. who wanted to hang out with them. And so when it comes to, as a tie up of all this stuff we've talked about, identity, theology, vulnerability, intimacy with our wife, knowing our wife and our kids' hearts in order to pursue them, modeling vulnerability and, you know, to our kids. The greatest practical thing we can do is get better at asking questions. So mm -hmm. today, ask one extra question than you really would. And not how's your day? But listen for something and ask that second question, the follow-up question. Avoid the platitudes and the normal questions that are not questions. They're just like cultural dances. Mm -hmm. uh, ask a question to try to unearth and dig out something from your spouse or your kid's heart today. My husband is a master of asking questions. In fact, just this morning, we were talking about something. He said, well, they just need to start asking questions instead of saying what they think. Even in my relationship with God, Am I asking him questions and listening? Uh, mm -hmm. I've been being mentored by far from a guy who is going to come on the True Face podcast uh, next week called Jamie Winship. And he asks two questions to God frequently. What do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. How often are we asking God? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to know about this? What do you want me to do? And a good question. I bet your husband has is naturally has a starting point of connection that people feel with him by mm -hmm. asking the questions that is more yeah. than most. And yeah. that's because of that superpower, that gift that Jesus modeled of asking yeah. good questions. He also got a lot of training as a doctor and he has to ask questions all the time. That helps. <laughs> that helps. I got trained as a counselor, so training so does help. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Well, this has been so good. It's been really strong. I'm very pleased to get to know you. And oh, so tell us a little bit about True Face that you haven't yeah. said. Uh, we have a podcast, True Face Podcast. We are 28-year-old ministry. The court teaching, if you're triggered by some of this teaching on theology, identity, by the book, The Cure, What If God mm -hmm. Isn't Who You Think He Is and Neither Are You, that's Bill Thrall, John Lynch, Bruce McNichol, the founders of True Face wrote that. 
I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, trueface.org, our website. Um, you can follow us on social media. We have an app, Trueface Life app, with all of our resources for churches, which are small group studies, one-on-one relational tools to help you think of good questions. You just use this tool. It asks good questions for you. Uh, group discipleship frameworks. We have all kinds of tools to help you experience deeper relationships with God and others. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. So I encourage all our listeners to go look that up and get the cure. I'm going to get it. I haven't read it yet, so I want to go do that. And anything else that you want to add? That's it. Keep doing what you're doing. Lori, this was super fun. It was very uh, fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, very fun. Thank you for coming on. And we'll talk to you again sometime. And thank you. Bye, Robbie. Bye. Wasn't that a great series? Wow, I'd love to have Robbie back again. Well, I'll have to think about having him back and what he can talk about. So a few reminders. Remember to send in your video or audio clip for Thanksgiving. Remember to subscribe and remember to go look at our new YouTube channel. You can actually see the interviews. So that will all be wonderful. And remember this week to ask questions, more questions, to take off your mask and to trust in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.